inside him. Father, I just pray a blessing over him now that as he brings this word to us, that we would be, uh, we wouldn't be the same, that it would change us, that it would change yes. our hearts, our minds. So, Father, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and an open heart to receive. And I just give you thanks and praise in this and in all things. And I ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. I got to get used to this. Hang on. I'm used to those handheld mics. Oh, there we go. So, hi. Hang on. I know. I'm just adjusting. I got cords all tangled up. So I did want to start before I start preaching, preaching. I just want to say how blessed we have been to be here at Harmony. Um, you might think we're doing something for you, but in reality, you've done more for me than you will probably ever, ever, ever realize. Um, today is actually, weirdly, I didn't know it until earlier, the anniversary of the first sermon I ever preached. <laughs> really weird on Facebook memories, so... All right, if you have your Bibles, let's go to Mark 9, 14. Mark 9, 14, I'm just going to dive right in. I'm going to get the scripture going, then we'll have it on the screens for you. Now, wait a moment. Let's see. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who was possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of his speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Jesus said, you unbelieving generation, how long do I have to stay with you? You don't ever want to hear that from Jesus, by the way. Like, that's not the person you want to hear that from. How long shall I have to put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at his mouth. Jesus asked, how long has the boy, Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire and into the water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus, I love Jesus. Amen. You know, there's always this note of Jesus being not quite sarcastic, but he said, if I can, if I can, everything, say everything. everything. What thing? Everything, everything is possible for one who believes. <clears throat> Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked that impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. Yeah, I know. I don't have to say nothing. I can have a seat, right? The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse. Many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him up by the hand. Because how many people know something may look dead, but that's something different. Jesus took him up by the hand and, and the boy, and I lost my place because I was getting distracted, and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. 
After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples said privately, why couldn't we drive out that spirit? He replied, this kind can only come out through prayer. Let's pray. Father, in the next few moments, God, I ask for your anointing, Lord. I ask for an anointing, God, that, that will set people free. I ask for an anointing that will bring people faith. I ask for an anointing that will change lives. Father, we magnify the name of Jesus and we bind any attack on this service, Lord. We are asking for you to flow freely and to move freely. We give this up to you, God. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord. Teach us, God. In Jesus' name, all God's people said amen. Amen. Have you ever needed anything in your life? Have you ever needed a miracle? Have you ever wanted to see God's supernatural pace? I'm sorry, y'all set to follow me. God's supernatural power in your life. There's so many times where we are these Christians and we show up for church and we're praying and all of this is going on and we're saying, God, I know you can do this. I know you can do this. But what do you do when you're a strong Christian but you have doubt? You can't talk about it. That wouldn't be holy. You can't, you can't come to a vineyard church and say you got doubt. <laughs> you can. You should be. At this church, you can. That's all I can. But you see what I'm saying? It's hard sometimes to say, to go through the same thing over and over and over again and say, God, I'm believing you for this. But that thing in the back of your mind that no one wants to acknowledge, that no one wants to talk about is you're really not sure if it can be fixed. Got quiet up in here. You're really not sure if God can move. You know he can. You, you know he You know he can. But there's doubt and there's struggle and there's things inside of you that say, I don't know. God, I've been praying and praying and praying, but I don't know. Because factually, maybe your situation looks impossible. Factually, the diagnosis isn't good, right? You follow me? Y'all can talk back. (laughs) And you can say, amen, I'm old school like that. Factually, your finances don't make any sense. Factually, that marriage can't be repaired. Factually, this can't happen and that can't happen. And our human brain starts saying, oh, well, this this is impossible. I know God can do it, but this is... But how many people know we can't believe the facts? You have to believe the truth, amen? And the ultimate truth that we have to follow is God's word, amen? So we're not here to believe the facts. We're here to believe the truth. But the problem being this, whenever you're closest to that miracle... Whenever you're closest to that breakthrough, whenever you're closest to God's spirit flowing in your ministry, the devil always will do something to sow seeds of doubt. That's why the car breaks down on the way to church. That's why things get worse. That's why the argument happened in the parking lot. The devil will always sow seeds of doubt because the Bible is very clear. If you can have just enough faith, even the size of the grain of a mustard seed, there is nothing impossible. Amen? Not one Things. So how do we begin to manifest these miracles that we need in our life? Right? I mean, it's fun to talk about and it's fun to sing about, but it's even more fun to see it. Amen? It's even better when I get the breakthrough. It's even better when I am set free. It's even better when I am healed. Amen? So how do we deal with that? So I want to just talk to you about some ways that the devil may attack us and the ways that our brain may attack us and sow seeds of doubt. Because I believe once we begin to cope with this issue of doubt and we have unwavering faith, that you're going to start to see the breakthroughs that you need. You're going to start to see the healings that you need. Amen? Does that excite anybody but me? So we have to first understand, we live in a very non-spiritual world that pretends to be spiritual. Everything is spiritual. 
everything on I post a positive quote here. Buddha taught this. But it's not getting anybody anywhere. But then when it comes to problems, that same spirituality that is of the world, that is of demonic descent, of demonic, um, that descent is not the right word, but it will cause descent. What happens is it doesn't help us in the issue. Doesn't help us in the problem, amen? Doesn't matter how, if you, you can meditate for 10 and a half hours, if you're not meditating on Christ, nothing's gonna happen, amen? And then the world teaches us that there's just things that are the way they are. Like we talked about the facts. You know, this problem is a money problem. This money is a health problem. This problem is a marriage problem. This problem is a rage problem. But the Bible teaches us that there really is no problem that isn't a spiritual problem. Amen? There's no problem that we're going to face that doesn't have a spiritual solution. You might think that you're dealing with, with the bank. <laughs> you might think that you're dealing with your health. You might think that you're maybe dealing with an unsaved spouse. You might think that you're dealing with loneliness. But you're really dealing with a spiritual attack. So the first thing I wanted to point out today, if I was going to do points, the first point is what you're facing is spiritual. And you have to fight it that way. Amen? We've got to stop fighting spiritual battles with carnal weapons. We've got to stop fighting spiritual battles with the, our own strength. You will lose every single time, I promise. But when you start to fight with the power of God, amen, then you'll see a change. We go through this world and we go through all this stuff and sometimes we tend to compartmentalize. Well, Jesus is over here. My family I can't stand is over here. <laughs> hey, Mom, my... Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that because you're here, but that's okay. This, this is over here and, and we put Jesus over here and we pray. We pray about the things, but we really don't apply what we're doing. But you've got to realize if you're in a marriage issue, you're not fighting your spouse, you're fighting the devil. Amen? You're not fighting cancer. You're fighting a spirit. Everything you're fighting is a spirit. It doesn't necessarily have to be a demonic spirit. There can be bad human spirits. Amen? You can just have a negative spirit about you. You can just have a sad spirit about you, a depressing spirit about you. But there's still a spiritual solution because the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So that's the first thing. We have to start to recognize that all the problems are spiritual. Number two. The devil will always allow you to be intimidated or try to get you to be intimidated by whatever you're facing. Have you ever gone through something so horrible, something so terrible, something so faith-shaking, something so earth-shattering, something that you can't even think about because you're going to start to cry? Some mountain in front of you that you just don't see how you can scale it. Some issue that is presenting itself. Maybe you're struggling with an addiction every day that nobody knows about. Maybe you're struggling with, 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 with some type of, of just sin or some type of anger or some type of hurt. Maybe someone did something to you they never should have done to you when you were younger and now you feel like you can never be a functional person. And the devil begins to throw all these things at us and our brain begins to throw all these things at us. It'll never get better. It'll never, you'll always, it'll always be this way. Maybe you've gone through something that you're like, it's always been this way, Chip. I've always been sick. I've always been angry. I've always had fear. I'll always be lonely. I'll always be broken. I'll always be poor. 
it's always been like this. They come, they come and, the, and the dad says, he's been like this since he, since he was a child. It's one thing to have a problem occur and then God deal with it. It's another thing to live a lifestyle adapted around the problem that we're having. Because we've had it for so long. When everything, but I got to tell you something this morning. The length of your problem has absolutely no bearing on God's power. Amen? Amen? It doesn't matter if it's always been that way. It doesn't always have to be because we serve a God who says suddenly. Amen? He's a suddenly God. He'll say, it'll be, you'll be going years to the same problem and God will say, that's enough. And it'll stop. This boy had been afflicted for years and years and that's why the father had doubt. It wasn't that the father didn't love Jesus. The, the father knew that Jesus could do something. He came to the disciples. He came to Christ. It wasn't that he had little faith in Christ. It's just he's always been like this. My son has had this spirit that has thrown him to the ground for year after year after year. And it's just our life. And sometimes I applaud this father in this story. Because sometimes have you ever had a problem so long you don't even want to pray about it anymore? You're just like, I can't. I can't focus on this anymore. I can't deal with this anymore. I can't attack this problem from another angle. I just, and then you get your hope, you're almost afraid to get your hopes up. I'm really afraid to believe in God and trust him to do this because he hasn't done it before. But again, the length of your problem does not determine what God can do. He can do it right now if he wants to. And how many people believe that he will? Amen. Amen. The next thing is the intensity of the problem. Don't be intimidated by the intensity of what you're facing. You might have been in the most spiritually intense attack of your life. The devil might be throwing everything he can at you. Your job might be throwing everything it can at you. Your family might be throwing everything they can at you. And you just feel like this is so intense. I can't do another thing. I can't go another day. I can't pray another prayer. I can't write another check. I can't go to another doctor. It's too much. And I know at church we come in and we're smiling and we're happy and all of that's good. But I'm talking about the thing that keeps you up at night. You know, when you're looking at all the bills at the kitchen table with that one light on, it looks like a movie scene. And you go, how is this my life? Or when you're driving away from your house because you've gotten in an argument with your spouse and you just can't talk to them anymore. And you wonder, what, how is this going to get any better? The intensity of the issue. We have an intense devil who's attacking. He wants to get you tired, Amen. He wants you to give up, amen? He wants you to throw in the towel. He wants you to rely on yourself. But we also serve a very intense God, amen? We served a God who has already paid the price for whatever you're dealing with. He's already taken away that shame. He's already healed that situation. He's already healed that, that body. He's already moving. And whether you realize it or not, no matter how intense the attack seems, no matter how powerful the issue seems, no matter how many times the Spirit has thrown you to the ground foaming at the mouth, trying to destroy you, that never changes who God is. He is still God. He is still on the throne. He is still all-powerful. I wish I had somebody in this church who agreed with me, who could at least put their hands together and praise him, who could say amen, who could do something. Y'all are staring at me like we're up in a Catholic church. I thought I was in a vineyard church. I don't know what's going on right now. The intensity doesn't matter. God can do it. 
In fact, the title of this sermon that I forgot to tell you earlier is It's Possible. It's Possible. Why don't you look at three people and tell them it's possible? It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. It is. Even if you don't want to believe it is because you're just sick of dealing with it. It's possible. The intensity of the issues. This is something else that I've seen a lot in my life. And you see it in the Bible as well. Sometimes we face the same issue as other people and we see it take out somebody else. And we start saying things like, well, if it got him, if my dad died of that, then I know I'm next. If, if they had filed bankruptcy, how am I supposed to? They, they were better off than me. If, they can, if that holy person can, can get sick, if that holy person can, can, can die, if that marriage didn't work, how on earth does mine? It's hard when you're living in a world and you're seeing the same problems that you're facing destroying other people. And you're like, okay, if, if that happened to them, gosh, what's going to happen to me? How can I get through it? But what's happening around you has nothing to do with what's happening inside of you. Amen? Because if you have the Spirit of God inside of you, you can overcome whatever it is you're facing. You, it doesn't matter if their child ran off and did drugs and, and got arrested. That doesn't mean your child has to just because the problem looks the same. The devil wants you to start confiding in his truth, which is always a lie. So the devil is saying, look at this, look at that, look at that, look at this. This happened. And then you start going, well, that's got to happen. We've got to start looking at God's truth. Amen. The truth that says I'm more than an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I can get through. It doesn't matter who else has gone down because of the issue. Who else has failed because of the issue. Who else has been hurt. Doesn't matter. We can pray for them, but God's doing something for you. And you know what? You don't know their purpose. You don't know what's going to happen to them. You don't know why God has allowed that. But I know that God says in his word that all things work together for good. Amen. Y'all know that? Y'all read the Bible? All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So you can't worry about what happened here and what happened there. The other thing that I've noticed is, you ever just been sitting there and you're just thinking about it and you're thinking about that thing you need faith for, that thing you need to believe for, and it just looks dead. I don't know about you, but I know there, there, there's got to be someone at least. Have you ever had a dead dream? A, de a dead dream, a dead purpose, a dead vision, an issue that looks like it can never get any better? It's just looking dead. And you say, I've been praying, and I've been praying, and I thought God was moving. I saw some evidence of God's hand. I saw the demon acknowledge Jesus. I saw him fall to the ground. I saw Jesus cast it out. And how am I here now? It's now it's lifeless. That business is never going anywhere. That relationship is never going anywhere. That marriage is never going anywhere. That, that, that financial problem is never going. Whatever it is, that dream that God gave you so long ago, deep in your heart that is dead now. Things aren't always as they appear, amen? You should tell somebody that. Look at your neighbor. Say, things aren't always as they appear. They are not always as they appear. Because they looked at this boy as Jesus healed him, and guess what they said? They said, oh, he's a corpse, he's dead. Have you noticed the trend of the Bible? People saying things are dead that aren't really dead. 
I mean, they did it with Jesus. They did it with Lazarus. They did it with this boy. They did it with, they've, they've done it over and over because once you believe it and you stop fighting for it and you give up on it and you stop praying for it, once you say this is dead, it's not living again, it's not work again, once you can come into agreement with that lie of the enemy, he wins. But if you allow Jesus to come in, he says crazy stuff. He'll go up into a tomb and go, he stinks. Come out of there, Lazarus. He'll go up to a little a dead girl and say, she's asleep, get up. This boy looks dead. He lifts him up and he puts him back on his feet. Hallelujah. Amen. How many situations are you in today? How many problems are you facing where you feel like it's dead and it's done? And all Jesus wants to do is you to have the faith to let him come in and put you back on your feet. Put that dream back on, your, back on its feet. Put that vision back in place. Put that relationship back together. Build that business. Build that company. Overcome those, those deep emotional traumas that you don't tell anybody about because they wouldn't understand. Overcome that shame of your past, of the things that you've done. You might think, I, they'll never get it. They'll never understand. This is a dead situation. But I serve a God who is the resurrection. Amen? He is the resurrection and he is the life. And he can bring forth anything. But life happens. And you can get worn down and tired and beaten up. And all these things you mentioned, the length of time of things, the intensity of things, the issues with things. And you start to get to a place where you still pray because you believe he can do it. You believe it can happen. You're still praying, but you're praying prayers like this, like this man prayed. Lord, if you can do anything... We got to stop praying like that. We got to just start praying with confidence. Amen. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. Are you taking your answers from God? Are you, are you pursuing the things God has called you to pursue violently and intensely? Or are you letting things happen to you and letting problems occur? And you're just, Lord, if you can. God, if you can. You know, that's not, I'm not trying to make fun of people, but I kind of am <laughs> because I'm, I'm like that. But I just don't feel like, and as, as you can see in the scripture, that's what, how Jesus expects us to pray. Because last time I checked, we were born again, amen? amen? Last time I checked, we were filled with the Spirit, amen? Last time I checked, the Bible says all things are possible, amen? We said it earlier, all things are possible. So why are we saying if you can? Maybe you don't. I don't say that. Okay, maybe, maybe you do this. Lord, we need healing. Bring your fire. Bring your power. If it's your will. <laughs> Wait, what? How are you so confident? In, how are you so confident over here? And then all of a sudden you have to add a little tag on it just in case it doesn't work. You don't need to defend God's reputation. So often we go, well, what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? What if, then, he, then he doesn't because he's God and he knows what's best. Amen. You don't have to understand. You just have to be obedient. So many times our, our need of understanding gets in the way of our obedience. I'm struggling with this. I apologize. There we go. No, I'm good. I got it. I'm almost, I'm almost finished. So many times we I have to understand it. God, if you can, Lord, if you will, Lord, if you he can, I promise. Look at somebody say he can. He can. It's possible. It's possible for you to get that raise. 
It's possible for your family to be healed. It's possible for you to be happy again. It's possible for that dream to live. It's possible for that loved one to come to Christ. It's possible for your ministry to grow. It's possible for you to be used by God. It is possible. Amen.